With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor. Because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, modern lovers. It's August 28th, the year 2020, and we are in the middle of COVID-19 global pandemic, the global movement for justice and equality, racial justice and equality, justice and equality in Eastern Europe, uprisings in Belarus and across the sea in Mali, in Hong Kong, there's something happening on the planet, and it feels very traumatic, and it is very traumatic for so many people. This morning alone, I was on the air for almost two hours dealing with the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin that happened two days ago, and all of the many, many tragic incidences of police brutality. What's going on? All of a way, a technique, something that we could do that would help heal from what we're seeing right now and maybe heal also from chronic conditions, addictions. Well, our guest today, Dean Stevens, has a lot to say about two new processes that he is working with called neurotrauma healing NTHP, the neurotrauma healing process, there we go, and the soul recognition process, SRC. These are modalities that were developed out of the necessity, not only what we're going through right now, but past trauma, limiting beliefs, and this could be the answer we're looking for right now. So sit tight. And if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area or anywhere for that matter, because everything is virtual, join me this Sunday, August 30th from 2 to 5 p.m. for a live training event for the San Jose Center for Spiritual Living. Marianne Williamson is my guest via an interview that we did together for this special presentation. It's called Seeking the Sacred during the pandemic and beyond. So a double hit, you're going to get some great healing modalities right now and go to the center, San Jose, and let me give you this email right now. Write this down. It's the letters C S 
J. It's C S L S J dot org. That's Center Spiritual Living San Jose. C S L S J dot org. And sign up for the training or hit me back with an email, love at docway.com. For more information, this is a beautiful interview with Marianne Williamson. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm now choking on the smoke here in Northern California. Forgot to mention the fires and the trauma associated with that across California. And so if I'm coughing, guys, just know it's the smoke. Um, there's just so much going on, and we need more than ever to come together and to have uplifting tools and training. And I promise you, you will lead Sunday with a lot of uplift. Join us. And our guest today has a lot to say. So quickly, here's our dear Dr. Brenda question. Keep the questions coming. This one says, my husband loves guns and rifles and maintains an extensive collection of modern and antique armaments. Recently, against my wishes, He's been instructing our 16-year-old son in how to use handguns. We live live in Arizona, a conceal-and-carry state. Although he's too young to have a firearm, he'll eventually be able to have a gun. I'm not in favor of this, but I want to maintain the peace. What should I do? Oh, my goodness, what an interesting question. I didn't see this question coming because I like to read them cold and just give you the answer right off the top of my head and from my heart. I just did two hours of interviews this morning, moms who were telling the story of the lives of their children being taken. A father, Lieutenant Colonel uh, William Bell, the U.S. military, retired Lieutenant Colonel, whose son, blonde, blue-eyed son, was shot in the head and executed by police in front of his mother and sister on the lawn of their home. There is so much here at this day, at this moment, that makes me say, we just don't need any more guns. We just don't need anyone else walking around with a gun. And the idea of it, after the conversations and the heartbreaking stories I heard this morning, it's hard for me to say anything to you except what should I do except to say, the peace I want to keep is peace for everyone, not just have, not have conflict with my husband and my son, and really talk about the responsibility for human life, and that that is more important than carrying a gun. So bless you. Great question. I'm not sure my answer is going to be helpful. It's going to take courage for you to confront what we're all confronting right now, having the will to change things that are very ingrained and very challenging to turn around. But I believe we can do it. Our guest has some answers also. We're going to be welcoming to this show Dane Stevens, who's an author, a speaker, a facilitator. He's the owner and director of An Extraordinary Life, a company that promotes healing, spiritual awareness, and self with a capital S. He has been developing the Neurotrauma Healing Process, NTHP, and the Soul Recognition Process, SRC. These new modalities are obtaining profoundly positive results for people dealing with unwanted behaviors, chronic conditions, addictive 
behavior. And his goal is to show people how to create a connection between their inner life, leading to healing from their past and fulfilling their true potential and happiness. Welcome, Dane Stevens, to Modern Love Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Brenda. Great to be here. You know, given what is going on in the world today, I am very, very excited to talk to you about your modalities. Now, how did you get interested in this kind of work? Uh, to be honest, I had uh, it was uh, I did not have an interest. It was involuntary because what happened for me is I was dealing with a childhood abuse issue. Uh, I was doing very well everywhere else in my life, all the different areas of my life, except for my relationships. And because of that, I decided that maybe I need to look into and see if I'd actually dealt with this childhood sexual abuse issue. And I went to uh, a few groups, and that didn't quite resonate with me. And I did a bunch of different work, just Gestalt and EMDR and so on, and nothing seemed to quite uh, get there for me. And then there was a therapist who was highly recommended, and I went to see her, and uh, she tried to force the trauma out of me. And I knew nothing of trauma or very little about energy at that time. So I said, you know, bring it on, basically. And she called it an energy cirque. And she said, when this energy cirque breaks, stuff's going to happen. And it did. And when that energy cirque broke and wow. she did... Well, like, before you go any further, so let me just say, let me just say, I am so sorry that you, like millions of others suffered sexual abuse trauma. And I know having worked with any number of people who have faced that in their lives, one of the things is people feel alone. So I just want everyone to know you're not alone. Dane is talking in the most honest and forthright way about his own journey. And everybody, whatever trauma you faced in your childhood, it's very hard to come through childhood unscathed or live your life without some trauma dropping yeah. in and you know it's it's important to just it, take a moment and breathe in how collective this experience is for all of us mm-hmm. i too had yeah. childhood abuse trauma verbal and physical abuse and it's dane it's so universal it is so oh, universal. It's so I prevalent. our yeah. audience to yeah. really yeah. take in what you are not talking about something that's unique. And there are many well, different forms that that's trauma true. takes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I'm very I think sorry in females it's like it. Yeah. Like you say, it, it's so prevalent. I think one of every three females have experienced sexual abuse and it's just it's so widespread and rampant. It's it's crazy. Uh, yes. and, and yeah. And so it, we need a way to deal with eight, this effectively. One of eight boys and one in three girls. And women. Okay. Actually, I heard even a higher number for boys, too, but, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It probably... Yeah, and... Yeah, I think so for boys. It's reported for boys, because boys feel even more of a sense of shame, you know, it's against the masculine prerogative and all of that. Yeah. You know, what about my power for now? Yeah, for me, I blocked it out for 17 years before I remembered it. And so, yeah, it's uh, something that hasn't been spoken about. And I think now, thank goodness, it's been brought into the light enough where hopefully it's not taboo. And if there's somebody out there, it's still taboo. Like you say, uh, this is a safe place. 
And when we deal with people, that's one of the first things we have to tell them. Uh, this is a safe place. You cannot say or yeah. do anything wrong. Uh, you know, this this is for you. So that's the first step is is making it safe, of course. So Well, thank yeah. you for your openness and your bringing this into the light because I know that for many people, they still feel compelled the secret because nine times out of ten, the perpetrator is somebody very close to the child right. or to the person yep. who's being injured. And so the keeping the secret, keeping the family honor or keeping the family intact or not throwing the breadwinner under the bus, all of these things become part of secret keeping. Yeah. And there's like the sexual aspect can be so confusing too because not all Mm -hmm. the time is violent. And therefore, right. we sort of question and wonder. And, and uh, you know, especially as a child, you have stole that child's innocence. Uh, so uh, it can be very confusing in that way. But it's important yes. to, first of all, talk about it, feel safe enough to talk about it. And now, yeah, you don't have to keep living with that and coping with that and carrying that heavy burden of shame or guilt or hiding or whatever that is around with you anymore. It's... Uh, you can let that go in a safe and gentle manner now. So important. Yeah, to know and that. that that's so important because this is the only crime that the victim is forced to participate in. It is mm, the only interesting, crime. right? And so what happens, of course, is that the victim feels guilty, but at the same time, the body is designed. The genitals are designed to set off a trigger in the body of sensuality and pleasure. So here's something that both feels violating and pleasurable. It's confusing. It's a crime. On some level, the victim always knows because the perpetrator will say, don't tell anybody that there's something wrong because they have to keep it a secret. It is very confusing. I'm glad you eliminated that part. Very confusing. So how did it impact you as you were growing up, even though it was a secret even from you? Well, that's the thing is, you know, I say that I forgot about it. I mean, you can't forget about something like that. It was just so confusing and so painful that I blocked it out. And uh, once I had a very traumatic uh, breakup, my first for my first love relationship, and that's where I remembered it took that that tumultuous experience to unlodge that and for me to remember and for it to come, you know, forefront for me. So as far as I knew, I went through my life. Did it have an effect on me? Of course, it definitely did. But it wasn't overt in that way to me. Uh, I, I look back now and I see a couple of experiences which were clearly cries for help. But I didn't know, <laughs> excuse me, at that time. And, uh, you know, nobody else really knew. I think now we might have an idea when a child acts out, say, hmm, what's really going on here at that time, which was in the 70s. They didn't, uh, no, it wasn't known. And it wasn't uh, perceived of the way it might be looked at now in more of a what's wrong here uh, perception. So uh, as yeah. far as I know, I went through life as as it was. So yeah. And isn't that just the classic that when we see children acting out, the first thing we say is bad child. What's wrong with that yeah. child? Stop we that. don't say, yeah. what is this child trying to express? Because children don't have yeah. words. They have behaviors. Yeah. So we have to look at the behavior and say, what is this behavior trying to tell us? 
So for those who work with children or parents or those with children in their lives on any level, so important to ask the right questions in order to get to a place you can look at the need for healing because out of your experience, you began to awaken and you're starting to tell us how you are seeking help. You realize something was off. Now, I just have to tag one more thing before we start to talk about the healing. What is your experience with this, Dane? Because my experience is if there's any place it's going to show up, it's going to be your love life. If there's trauma that's unhealed, it will come out in your love life. Well, and I'm going to make a comment here, which is a little bit uh, on the edge, but I came to realize that my first love relationship, intimate relationship, was that. And it went on for a two-year period for me. But, I mean, that therefore set the tone and that shame and that... uh, confusion and not understanding that all got brought into my relationships. So absolutely. How can it not go into your relationships? Because it's affected the relationship with you yourself and therefore it's going to go into your other relationships. So there's no question uh, in regards to, you know, sexual abuse itself, it'll go into relationships. But I think, you know, trauma itself, you know, we adjust our behavior when we experience a trauma. So, uh, you know, relationships being one of the biggest mirrors besides, you know, our our children, um, it's going to, our stuff is going to come out there. When the trust level goes up, our stuff comes out. So uh, there's no question relationships tend to be where we, we find it. And especially so if you're dealing with a sexual abuse issue, yes. So Dane, I love your comment that children are mirrors. Because so often parents look at the child and say, what's wrong with you? And the child <laughs> is simply mirroring the way the adult has treated them or the way yeah. they feel about yeah. what the adults are doing. And children are always expressing with their behavior one way or the other. And yeah. because they don't have words, they have to act it out. And it's very yeah. important for parents to say, what is this child mirroring? So go back now. Um, into this idea because you're framing the picture for us about trauma and the extent to which trauma can be suppressed. And guys, uh, Dane, I wonder if you have a working definition of trauma that people can take in and begin to just examine. Yeah. Yeah. And when people hear the word trauma, the first things that they think of is something like, car crash or the experience of war or some big mental emotional uh, abuse that occurred physical emotional abuse that occurred but the, or the seeing truth the police is what, shoot on, or seeing the police yes shoot on yes black experiencing it doesn't even have to be you that's right yeah uh, but the truth is trauma all trauma means is something stuck looping in your nervous system unprocessed so it can be something like living with a high-functioning alcoholic where you have to adjust your behavior. Uh, you know, you don't even know that you're receiving abuse because that's just the way it is growing up. And, you know, it seems like a normal situation, but an alcoholic, it's, that is self-abuse in itself. Or something like uh, neglect, which does not seem like abuse at all, 
but you have to adjust your belief about yourself or your behavior about yourself because of neglect and therefore it is will create a looping a trauma within you so trauma takes on you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't have a degree of what we consider trauma or term trauma within them and uh anytime you have any chronic condition any negative pattern that you haven't been able to heal uh, any addictive behavior i can pretty much assure you you have something stuck looping in your nervous system unprocessed and yeah uh, that's and what we also, help people yeah it also i just want to expand if you don't mind it also means yeah. that this affects your body that a lot of it's people held have in your illness body. A lot of people have illness and symptoms because this looping suppresses the immune system. It can change your ability to digest. It sets off a whole negative syndrome in the body. It's the brain. It's, you know, our whole biome is affected. So if you are experiencing symptoms, as Dean just said, look under this rock. Is there some trauma I haven't dealt with? So, Dean, how did you begin to discover the work that you do? Because I think this might be one of the most important, if not the most important thing for this moment in time, this moment in history, facing the pandemic, the fires, the global uprising around the world for justice and equality, the racial justice movement here in the United States and elsewhere, this is a time, if ever the trauma is being unveiled on the mm-hmm. nightly news mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, this may not sound very nice, but there is a huge opportunity here because we are being squeezed. And what is coming out is what is inside of us. And for some people, that is fear. For some, it's anxiety. For some, it's anger. Uh, so, and... If there wasn't anything there, there'd be nothing to come out. So when these things are up, that's when we can heal them. The old saying, if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. So there is a huge opportunity here. And for myself, I was, I was quite literally forced into this because I went to see this uh, healer, and uh, I was a mess. I was completely unstable, and I went and searched to, to find something. And uh, it was through, actually, originally it was John Bradshaw's work where I connected. It was the left-right brain work where I made the yes, connection. Yes, And John, uh, old friend of mine, young. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's never been developed. And it is mm. profound, and it's the, the process. I actually was in California at the time when I discovered that work and was able to work with somebody and uh, I right away knew there was a connection to that wounded part within me. And it was such a big aha moment, like, oh, my God, I, it's, I, I've connected with that. And once I was able to give that part, what it didn't get at that time and what it, what it I needed, the energy subsided. And that's where, we, like you talk about, it's held within the body. But this looping is, it's kind of like when we look at athletes and they visualize and they see themselves winning or somebody who does affirmations and, you know, affirmations can be very helpful. This is what's going on in your body in a negative way. And if you're continually repeating a negative affirmation, seeing a negative picture over and over again, 
it cannot help but outpicture in your world. So right. when we can, yeah, ideas when we can unfreeze that after their kind, where ideas held in mind reproduce after their kind, real time, everybody. So yeah. Dean, yeah, I just want to highlight that for those who are going. Well, what does that mean? It means that you may not be aware that you have a yeah. little. I call it. I call it the secret mantra. Oh well, right? Yeah, it never work out for me. Oh well. I'm terrible with money, so my money life is always going to be a mess. Oh, well. And that oh, well that you say so casually could be the key, what Dean is talking about, the key to you unlocking the trauma that led you to feel that way, believe that, Mm -hmm. and to have that experience over and over and over. Yeah. And, you know, you can take the outward action, but if you still have that looping inside of you, you're literally fighting against yourself and it's re- it's incredibly hard. And it, as soon as you stop, you just go right back to where you've been. You gain the weight again, you lose the money, you get fired, you yell at your wife, whatever that may be. You know, as soon as you let down that guard, if that you haven't dealt with the, the source, the cause, the looping in your nervous system, it will go back to that way again. Yeah. So, so exactly. That can be incredibly frustrating. Healing. Yeah, of course it's frustrating because a lot of yeah. people spend a lot of time, energy, and money working on yes. those things. And unless there are tools that really work, it just repeats. So yeah. exactly what yeah. is neurotrauma healing? And what is soul recognition? Because I know people are going, okay, okay, we get it. We've got trauma. What are we <laughs> going to do about it? <laughs> so the neurotrauma healing process is a life left. The foundation of it is a left right brain process that gives you direct access to your subconscious mind in a safe and gentle manner. And the healing, you can't bypass the inner work. In my experience, you can't bypass that. So that work is what gives you the ability to once again connect intimately to that wounded part within you or that er erroneous belief within you, that scared part within you, whatever, and give it what it needs. And when we do the healing work, when that tape stops running inside of us, it creates space. When we have stopped those tapes and created enough space, what happens is higher consciousness has space. We have, it comes through us. And we automatically connect to the higher consciousness in us, as us. And it's profound because it's what naturally and automatically happens. And all that's in our way is these negative tapes that we have acquired or have been applied to us, what have you. And once we are able to still them, uh, this higher part of us, this stream of well-being that feels good. And when we feel good, things work out in our life. When we feel good, we're attracting more things that will make us feel good. So it's quite been a profound journey for me. And, you know, when you do this healing work, I tell my clients, there's nothing to do. Once you do this work, you get to be who you are. Who you are is powerful, is present, is beautiful, is creative, is rich, is powerful. That's our nature. There's nothing to do from that point. When we heal these parts of ourselves that are out of alignment with the truth of us, what comes through is higher consciousness, our higher self who we really are, our authentic self, I will say. 
Yeah, and this is a great model. And I'm going to geek out here for just a second. All of our listeners know (laughs) that I was hard science before I became psychology, before I added spirituality to the mix. So the hard science around what Dane is saying is that your brain is a programmable tool. The brain learns through repetition. So you've been repeating the old stuff. But if you can access a different channel, access the part of the brain that literally, literally many people are coming to believe now is not in the head that the brain is a receiver and it's receiving, picking up signals. And this is from even Alexander's work, those of you who read his book. Mm -hmm. He's a scientist who died and came back after a bout of severe meningitis and He had no cortex left. The disease had discovered it, but yet he still has a mind. The research is showing all over the world that the mind is something more than just our thoughts and our feelings. So we're accessing that part, that part that is non-local. Some people call it intuition. Some call it the super conscious mind. It has many names, but it's there. And we've always known that it's there and it's what all spiritual teachers who teach meditation, consciousness raising, all of this is to get us to a place where that daily mind, the mind that's chattering all the time can be still and we can access this part. And you have your own word for it, Dane. There are many words, everybody, but this is something I want to back Dane up 100%. (laughs) <laughs> this is something that's been scientifically researched, and it's real. Now, the last thing I'm going to say, last bit of science for today, there's always a little bit in every show, is that <laughs> when we change our thoughts and we change our feelings, everything is energy. All energy is magnetic. All energy is connected. First three laws of quantum physics. You change the energy you put out in the world. You change what you magnetize back to yourself. That's it. I'm done. There we go. I'm all for science. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So what happened for you, for for you, when you first put that kind of uh, energy to work and your nervous system had been in kind of a tailspin in your life, what was the first thing that happened for you? What was the shift? Well, the first thing is this profound peace that just, and you expect it to go away. And, but when you resolve something so you were inside able to of you, about it's just you not there anymore. Wait, what Dane, should I say that again? I'm asking, yep. Yeah, I'm asking about you personally. What was the first thing you noticed that happened for yourself in your life? Well, that, that was definitely the first thing because I was in fight or flight right from the get-go. And that made me feel completely unstable. And everything I tried to do simply fell apart. And, you know, when I made the connection to this inner part of me and was able to bring these parts to resolution to, to feel safe and, and feel good about themselves, um, literally a peace came over me, uh, kind of that saying, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And uh, that mm. it was, and, you know, I, I can talk about this stuff till I'm blue in the face, but until you experience it, it it's, it's just talk kind of thing. But right. uh, yeah, when you experience it, it's like, oh, my God, this life inside of me is the primary drive behind what I experience in my life. And yes. when you get that, you quit looking outside for your good and for your 
respect and love and, you know, whatever else that we think we need. It's inside of us. And that probably sounds like an old cliche until you experience it as the reality. Exactly. It, yeah. exactly. It's so the that, direct experience that tells the story. So you felt a sense of peace. And what shifted yep. for you in your relationship life? Because you're saying that was the main area where you could see something was really off. Yeah. Well, it was really interesting because, you know, when you, as I did this work, it leads to, as Dr. Bradshaw says, the wounded child becomes the wonder child. And that is exactly right. And I could seek answers inside of me in a very specific and intimate way through this process. And uh, I was in a a relationship at that point, which which was so tumultuous. It was just not healthy. And uh, I, you know, sort of asked questions about that. And I ended up moving back to Canada. And the irony is, and this is, uh, I ended up, I'm going to shorten this story because it's, it's a great story, but it's long. Um, I end up reuniting with uh, my high school sweetheart. And we don't remember saying goodbye. And when we got back together again, it just felt right. And we haven't stopped. And it's been really easy. It's almost like the little, little head turn there. Hmm, something's, this is too good to be true or it's just something's wrong. It's just felt right the whole time. It has not been an effort, this relationship. It's been wonderful. And mm. uh, that is, you know, it, it, I... Don't know what to say. You know, once again, hey, I didn't do anything as such. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. having yeah. a relationship that's effortless. Don't we yeah. all want that? And guys, yeah. you know this from all the modern love trainings, and this is the reason I created modern love training, is that if you don't do this work, it is so vitally important you can look forward to repeating the same pattern over and over. It'll be Groundhog Day in your love life. This is is so nice to have. Yeah, to hear you speak like that about relationships. A lot of times relationships are about finding the right guy and so on, and that's great. But this relationship, the one that you have with the life inside of you, that's the foundation of all of your relationships. Exactly. So great to hear you say that. Thank you, Dr. Brennan. Oh, my goodness, yes. You and I are on the same page, you know, and, the, you know, I've identified, you know, five toxic love patterns, five toxic ways that we communicate that we learn that we're programmed in because of childhood experiences. They live yeah. in the subconscious. Yeah. Once we can identify yeah. that, do the work, because I love this deep work that you're describing. It's, it's certainly a version yeah. of what I do also. And it is so important for everyone to get that it's possible. So, Dean, what do you want to leave us with today? You get the last word, and I'm obviously very excited about your work. I'm very in tune with what you do. It's very much on our wavelength. Um, I I guess uh, just do the inner work because it can seem daunting in the start. But what is on the other side is is no less than phenomenal. And it's not that difficult. Um, you know, I, I know that eventually this will become mainstream, this stuff, and it has very little to do with me or the facilitators. It just shows us how we're working and gives you direct access in a safe and gentle manner. And it gives you the keys to your life back. So I just say quit looking outside of yourself for your good 
your success, for your love, and connect with the life within inside in, in you. And when you heal that relationship, when you, you know, give that inner life what it wants and needs, watch it just simply show up in your life. And you see where cause is in your world. It's inside of you. And you can prove that to yourself and get enough evidence where the outside world is the effect. It's not the cause. And when you learn that, mm. you get the keys to your life back. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Wonderful. So how would someone know if this could work for them? Uh, like I said, I can talk till I'm blue in the face, and I've definitely quit trying to talk people into it. I don't talk to that anymore. So if it, if it resonates okay, with so you, it's something... Okay, so why don't we do this? Why don't I give yeah. people your email and those sure. who would like to have this experience? Now, do you work remotely and given these yes, current times virtually? Yep. 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 I also have uh, a great. webinar on... Yeah. yeah, I work... We work with people in one-on-one, and if they want to... On October 14th, I have a webinar. They can come and check it out there, too. Um, but yeah, uh, All right, everybody, here's, can, the, here's where you can reach Dane. And we'll have this posted also right here. When you look at Blog Talk Radio and you look at this interview with Dane, you'll see his name and you'll see how to reach him. And he's at An Extraordinary Life, spelled out, all three words is one, an extraordinary life dot ca and it'll be right there spelled out for you all right and please wonderful please just remember this is the most important thing we all have unlimited opportunities to shift who we are how we are and to live as dane says an extraordinary life it's up to us to take action And if you have been thinking, gee, I really want to shift my life, then don't hesitate. Get active because I can tell you from my own experience coming from my own childhood abuse story, coming from living with racism and all the things that that brought into my life, that I have reached a point through years of meditation doing all kinds of therapeutic processes and mastering them and teaching them, et cetera, et cetera, to a place where my life feels wonderful. And I want you all to have that. I want you to all have that easy relationship that Dane described having. And it means you have to commit, just commit. This is the only game in town. And we just keep (laughs) unfolding, keep unfolding more of our humanness and hue means light Mon means being. All right, my lovely light beings, big thank you to Dane, who is our guest today, Dane Stevens. And Dane's website, as I said, is going to be right there online, and you'll be hearing more from him, I'm sure. I love your approach, Dane. And everybody, join me at the Center for Spiritual Living, San Jose, cslsj.org and sign up for this wonderful training featuring an interview with Marianne Williamson. It's a special presentation called Seeking the Sacred During the Pandemic and Beyond. And you will get to interact live with me. We'll be on Zoom. I'm going to give you five tools 
that you need right now to really closely connect with the sacred within yourself because it's not out there somewhere. You know, we need the antenna to bring the signal in and we're going to get that antenna developed and some very specific science-based tools that you can bring into your love life during the pandemic and beyond. So join us for that. Hit me back at love, L-O-V-E, at docwade, D-O-C-W-A-D-E dot com. I would love to hear from you your questions, your Ask Dr. Brenda questions, your comments, and any way that I can be of service to you, please reach out. Big thank you to our executive producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all you modern lovers, much love, many blessings, be with you soon. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.